that is Aqua, and the song is Barbie Girl, but you got to hear the Arlo's Tech House remix of that here on uh, Living with Grandma on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM if you're in the Gainesville area, or uh, podcast if you're outside of the area. But um, what else did you just hear in that warm-up mix? Well, let me tell you, we started off with uh, Steven Seagal. Um, who I wasn't really that aware had a music career before a couple weeks ago, but uh, that was him on the vocals featuring uh, Lady Saw, and the song is We Want the Punani. And then after that, uh, we went to Russia uh, from the James Bond movie, From Russia to Love. You heard the main theme of that one. It's by John Barry and Monty Norman. Uh, Then from there, we uh, heard a song from Hole uh, called Malibu, a classic uh, 90s alternative track, and then from there we got to um, oh, Maya Follick, that's right, with Malibu Barbie, and there you go, that closes out uh, the track list so far on the show, so thank you again for listening, let's do uh, Sixth Street News. Now on Sixth Street News, we like to do micro news, and I'm only focusing in the Gainesville area, um, Sixth Street, from 39th up to university that's that's the area um we're trying to you know come up with the hot news stories and you know really um highlight uh, this wonderful place to live and it's kind of a repeat of last week because uh this week on sixth street news uh the headline's going to be another hot one and it was another hot one for sixth street uh which means for myself and a lot of the other residents who like getting outside, it means that there's not as much time outside and a lot more time sheltering inside. But, you know, to me, that's just uh, the thing about living in Florida. Your winter is gonna be unbelievably pleasurable and the summer is basically like your winter, but um, enough griping. So let's get to the actual Sixth Street News. Now, I've been updating this story for 105 days, which, if you divide by 7, that's something like, I don't know, 13? No, it can't be 13. Uh, Let's see, 15? That sounds about right. Uh, So 15 weeks that possum's uh, been out on the street. So uh, I nicknamed him Elmore, which I thought was a good name for a possum, but... uh, he turned 105 on Thursday, which is the premiere of Living with Grandma. Um, it's also replays Friday and Sunday, so that's all very confusing. Uh, so we're talking about 105 on Thursday. And when I say 105, I mean 105 days, obviously. Um, that Elmore, the dead possum, has been just baking in the sun. Uh, right in the middle of the 6th Street sidewalk, uh, right in front of the Oak Gate where the uh, the bus stop is. But uh, rest in peace, Elmore. Uh, nearby, uh, the same area, I was doing a little patrol bike ride kind of early in the morning, and I noticed there was this medium-sized branch that had fallen off one of the beautiful trees in the neighborhood, and it was blocking... Um, the right lane on 6th Street. And like I said before, it's pretty early in the morning, so there wasn't like that much traffic. So 
So I wound up getting off my bike, um, kind of dragged the, the branch over to the side of the road. And uh, I don't know for, for certain if I saved anyone's life by that act of bravery, but this I'm pretty sure about. I did probably very likely prevent maybe some light front end damage uh, to a car that could have hit that little branch on 6th Street. Um, so yeah, that happened. Uh, the other 6th Street news, though, um, done a report about actually didn't happen on 6th Street. It was over on 13th Street, which runs parallel to 6th Street, maybe between a quarter and a half a mile apart. Um, so they're all inside uh, the zone. And the zone's basically like the good part to live in Gainesville. And um, here's my situation on 13th Street. I'm driving north, speeding slightly. And I'll give you a little bit more information about that in a second. And suddenly there was a car which felt like inches away from my bumper. And it was this little red car that kind of looked like a Ford Focus. But truthfully, I'm not a car person, so it could have been any kind of small red car. Uh, and I, to be really specific, I was driving 41 miles per hour in a, in a 35 zone, going um, north in the right lane. And of course, the right lane is the slow lane, or it's supposed to be, so I felt safe there. Um, Accordingly, I wasn't driving that fast. Six miles per hour, the speed limit is not super fast. Um, usually aim for five miles, but I uh, wasn't driving slow either. So I'm I kind of like it at a point where I think traffic moves efficiently along that part. Um, and I know, or at least I think I know, everyone's been tailgated before. But this particular tailgating, uh, for me, um, was different and um, one of the ways it was different is because it was super uncomfortably close. Uh, I got pretty much like that Ford Focus was drafting off my car um, that I call White Avenger but that really necessarily isn't what makes my story uh, unique or interesting because uh, tailgating happens frequently um, but this is an instance of tailgating where something was different because the person driving roughly two feet behind my bumper had something in their possession I've never witnessed before in any other kind of tailgating scenario. And that would be, as I look in my rear view mirror, there is a handicap placard displayed over the right view mirror. Now, I, it's always been the handicap uh, parking permit or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but in my mind, it's always been like the handicap thing that you put in your car so you can park in the handicap parking. And um, so they get the handicap placard. It's displayed over the rear view mirror where I can see it, um, which is interesting because of the dozens of times um, I've had someone following dangerously close to my car. It has never once ever ever been someone um, who was disabled with that special parking permit uh, displayed and usually when I see that, that placard or there's a bumper sticker or I don't know um, license plate 
whenever I usually see that, I uh, say, just barely audible, I'll say Serenity Now. Because when you see that thing, 99 or 999 times out of a thousand, uh, when you see someone driving with that, their driving is going to be maybe 15 miles per hour less than whatever the, the posted speed limit is. And they're almost driving like dangerously slow, where that can cause an accident in and of itself. But uh, so this was a first for me. Um, hey, call in the show and tell me if you've ever been uh, in the same situation where you have someone with that handicap placard and they are riding your rear end, or you can just DM me the information. And I did learn something uh, valuable, and that is that you can't ever truly judge a book by its cover because I would have never in a million years thought that woman was going to ride or ride on my bumper after seeing that placard um, but on a positive note uh, what we like to do here on the show be positive um, the handicapped uh, red Ford Focus driver is something kind of important in my opinion and that is she is out there changing opinions and breaking stereotypes about what you know people with are disabled or unable whatever the the keyword is today she's out there showing that um you know just because you're like that doesn't mean you drive a certain way you know they don't all drive slowly some of them drive really really fast close to your bumper um like i said that's some good news so let's just call it the end which means we're going to go to uh, new music, and the next song is called Unwittingly Close, or excuse me, Unwillingly Close. Oh, holy, uh, neat glasses there. Um, but anyway, Unwillingly Close by Robert. <laughs> oh, I messed that up too. Take two. I'm not cutting this out, so you get to hear it. Try again. All right, you're going to hear the song Unwillingly Close by... Marbay Rossell, and look at that, I threw my French in there because the name's spelled Marbert, but I knew it's Marbay, so there you go, enjoy, bye. Choice. 
Fensterscheiben Sehe ich die Bäume Wie sie schleichen aufs Neue Sanft erblühen Anfang steht schon fest Erst die Knospe, dann der Rest Ein leises Rumoren Aus dem Wespennetz
shake the room, uh We finna shake it, shake it We finna shake the room, uh We finna shake it, shake it We finna shake the room, uh Girl, shake it, shake it Yeah, uh Here we go I'ma bring the bass in the boom Time for the trees, call the beach, oh shoom Time to turn it up, baby, get in tune Go stop it, turn the deck, finna shake the whole room I'ma bring the bass in the boom Time for the trees, call the beach, oh shoom Let's shake the block, let's make it drop, let's get, get, get going Shake the block, let's make it drop, let's get, get, get going Shake the block, let's make it drop, let's take the block, let's make it drop, let's take the block, let's make the block, let's make the block, let's make the block Let's shake the block, let's make it drop, let's get, get it going Shake the block, let's make it drop, let's get, get it going Shake the block, let's make it drop, let's get, get it going Shake the block, let's make it drop, let's get, get it going Shake the block, let's make it drop, let's take 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 the block, let's make 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 the Try your heart, reach out of your soul. 
of the Stone Age, Negative Space, and played at least three songs off the new album, and all of them have been uh, pretty quality there, so that might be an album worth checking out if you uh, are an album person, but uh, before that on Living with Grandma, we led that uh, set off with The Invaders, Never Hold On, the instro, then you heard uh, Robert Finley sneaking around, after that a little bit of hip-hop, Open Mike Eagle, WFLD32, and then it was a cool band name. It's a band called Spiritual Cramp. And that song title is a Hospital Bombing featuring RXK Nephew. Interesting. But then uh, after that, it was uh, The Joy Formidable with Cut Your Face, another new album that's had a couple tracks we played. On the shows here at uh, WGOT. So, um, before we switch back to music, we are in between. So, it would be a really good time right now uh, to check out what's on the television and in the movie theaters. So, uh, come with me and I will tell you. First up, we have a, a docuseries. I like a good docuseries, but, uh, it's got a terrible title that I can barely ever remember, so therefore I have it open in a tab on my computer right now so I can uh, make sure I get the title right. And it is called, um, I hope, uh, it's called The Greatest Events of World War II in Color. So they went and colorized a bunch of the, the war footage. And color in this case is spelled C-O-L-O-U-R, so I'm guessing it's probably like a Probably a British produced series, but it's on Netflix now. Long story short. And it's one of the few things that Netflix AI has ever recommended to me that I like. Which is really weird because I've never once on Netflix that I can recall have ever watched a war documentary or any movies about war because that's just not like the genre that I'm most interested in in general. But uh, I decided I would watch this. Uh, World War II documentary because basically I was on an arc trainer at Planet Fitness and I needed something to watch and I'm glad that I did because it was 
pretty interesting and you know well put together. I, I like how they organized everything, which you know leave it to the British, I suppose. But uh, anyway, one of the things I really liked about this docu series is that it was mostly presented in a linear fashion, from beginning to end, without like jumping around from different times, different places. Um, so it was really well organized and easy to understand and like absorb the information. Um, even though it does it a little bit because each episode is built around one of the major events in uh, World War II, like Pearl Harbor or the Battle of the Bulge or you know Stalingrad, all these different battles. But uh, I've got to think I was definitely probably the right target demo for this series because I mean I know some interesting stuff like the details that they brought up in the documentary that you know the German uh, Nazi soldiers were using meth so they didn't have to sleep and they get blitzkrieg all over the place I knew stuff like that and I knew who won the war but um not a whole lot other than that so uh there were a lot of interesting things I learned and um this show um Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, but one of the things that I, I had never heard before, for whatever reason, I didn't know that Mussolini had escaped captivity uh, in this mountaintop like prison breakout. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I also did not at all know the fact that D-Day, it turns out, at least according to this documentary series, was a much, much bigger success because basically Hitler did not want to be woken up before 9 a.m. in the morning, which, as you go on later in the series, he's being injected with, like, cocaine and heroin all the time. So, yeah, if you're on heroin, you do not want to get up before 9 a.m., or so someone told me. But um, the invasion started at daybreak for D-Day, so the Germans couldn't really do anything about it for hours because they had to actually wait up for uh, Hitler to get out of bed. But, uh... A pretty amazing stuff there, right? And then, um, oh, my favorite. The favorite thing I think that I learned um, was this thing uh, called the Ruperts. And I don't know why they call them the Ruperts, but I'm sure there's a story. But uh, they were these, like, these dummies that the Allies would parachute out of the planes in mass numbers uh, to distract the German soldiers into believing that it was an invasion from actual troops, and I mean, there's just all kinds of little stuff in this interesting, like how the uh, the British were able to, you know, mess up the, the radar when they were doing their bombing runs later in the war. Um, cool stuff. I thought it was very, very interesting. Uh, if, I, if I have, like, a criticism or a concern for someone watching it, I don't know if you like if you're a real like history person a real like world war ii person i don't know whether you would like the series as much as i did or whether you would just be a little bit bored so um seen episodes on netflix and it was pretty good enjoyed that now a movie and finally i've been waiting for this one to actually come on uh peacock so i'm paying for peacock now i've been over that so many times on the show about how they forced me to get Peacock to watch the, you know, the um, Tour de France, but that's neither here nor there. Now I'm watching Asteroid City on Peacock. And Asteroid City is uh, Wes Anderson's latest uh, film, and I think by now people know whether they like his quirky art movies or they genuinely dislike them. 
Uh, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan, so of course, listen to what I have to say about the movie accordingly. I'm upfront about my bias, but uh, anyway, the plot. So Asteroid City is set 1950s, I think, uh, in a town, small town, where this group uh, of people and military personnel and these really five or six smart kids, they all wind up in the same place because the kids are receiving these different awards for their inventions, which is a really funny part of the movie, by the way. Um, and as that's going on, an alien shows up. And then, pretty much Asteroid City, everything you would expect normally from Wes Anderson is present. Great art design, uh, production, terrific costumes, lots of big-name stars, and just a boatload of weird, odd characters marching through the movie. Jason Schwar uh Jason Sh I was about to say Bateman, not Jason Bateman, uh, Jason Schwartzman. He's the main star, and he was also, uh, go back in time, star of the great Wes Anderson movie Rushmore way back in 1998. And the thing that makes a lot of people like the movie is also the same exact thing that makes other people really not like the movie, which is this. Asteroid City is very open-ended, and there are a lot of unanswered questions left at the end. Uh, the meaning and purpose uh, of Asteroid City is widely open for debate, which some people that watch movies find really appealing, like I do, and others hate that type of a movie. So, um, but no matter what, like every Wes Anderson movie that you've ever watched, Asteroid City, at least for me, is a bit like sauntering through a beautiful museum of art like in Amsterdam. And of course, uh, for Wes, all the details, all these little teeny tiny details that they put into the movie, um, it's just amazing. And Wes Anderson has to be like obsessive compulsive in his order because here he is in this movie he's like matching the specific color of the desk to whatever costume the person uh, sitting in the desk is wearing and it's just done perfectly and really the only movies you can pair uh, Asteroid City against would be other Wes Anderson movies due to like their beauty and uniqueness and uh, I would say Asteroid City is up in the upper echelon of Wes Anderson movies not quite on the same level as a Royal Tenenbaums or Moonrise Kingdom, but close enough. So uh, there you go. Check that on Pe out on Peacock. I've given them enough free advertising for the day. So uh, new music coming up. we got Andrew Hung with Soldier on uh, Living with Kramla.
blah blah blah. One two one two blah 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 blah. Check one. Yo. Fridays got the bread, but Thursdays got the energy. Particles move, ship waves got the energy. Pinky can get it cracking, but brains one, got the two. memory. Fridays got the bread, but Thursdays got the energy. Hitting them turns in Lower Canyon, I'm stranded. With shotters I'm on, Susan surrounded. It's candid. His brothers talk shit, the nigga bandit. It's rancid, I'm still trying to get paid like Ed O'Bannon. You would think that they fired me from a cannon. I did the triple Lindy, then I landed. I started rocking simply, then expanded. This execution's iffy, but I planned it. I protected it, but gives me get advantage. Still wanna be the greatest MC on the planet. Yeah, cause I'm immature If I can name my own sicknesses, then it's cure I'm finished at high, 90% pure COVID making it impossible to finish tour Rocket League addiction, need a brand new engine Team player, gotta perfect my speed Boost, flip and stay now Move later, jump back into the river After making a whole big deal about not swimming My folks from the sip like crit Memories of our solar summers from when I was a kid My cops are land out there just to chase the feeling again Corn on the hook, fill up the cooler with catfish Proceed to grilling with kids Now slow this beat to BPM 24 Grind my teeth down to the nerves are showing Used to rap gibberish with Exploradora At Crotchop Cleveland, Hulk was the involved of Spongebob in Miami Knitted Factory had Alvin All the shows had energy Sound quality was ragged Used to shoplift belts for Marshalls and TJ Maxx That's a filler bar, yeah, this the end of my rap As you too Fridays got the bread, but Thursdays got the energy Particles move, shit, waves got the energy Pinky can get it cracking, brains got the memory Fridays got the bread, but Thursdays got the energy My grudge is generational curse Swear on the books we bound, my people generational first Ring like the hooks we found ourselves Repeating ourselves, repeating ourselves Repeating points, straight lines curved directly to hell And back with gasoline draws, my flaws are focused Back to a principle, my interest grows like giants from the minuscule Grouping to individual, I'm caught inside like prizes in a cereal If Mikey likes it, life is immaterial The cloth were cut from tailors to the criminal Smoother than the operator Hater from the genesis of Genesis When I can't dance, who takes me home? At the end of this, a fire starter Carrie holds the torch uh-huh. cause she's my daughter hey. I'm more official than a whistleblow I tore a tissue with my grizzled nose Ignore the misuse of my little home A clean place to sleep and shit and store my brittle bones hey. I seen Hakeem do the dream shake I seen Raheem make the mistake of trusting Bishop I seen that Bishop had two pistols in his waistline Continuity mistakes make my brain go haywire Hey, I'm trying to concentrate my Jason Silly like to thank you Do therapists really say, hey, now that's a breakthrough Or is that just some TV shit? When I grow up, I want to be the shit Top cat, close friends get to call a TC Knock back a couple stents and watch some olden TV Why are you grilling me? Melting out the chillin' me 
Santa tried to plant a camera deep inside the chimney, but he ain't realized Rudolph is a spy blitz, is getting high, smoking mistletoe. I'm more official than a whistleblower.
that's uh, new music from Queens of the Stone Age, Negative Space, and played at least three songs off the new album, and all of them have been uh, pretty quality there, so that might be an album worth checking out if you uh, are an album person. But uh, before that, on Living with Cramlin, we led that uh, set off with The Invaders, Never Hold On, the Instro. Then you heard uh, Robert Finley sneaking around. After that, a little bit of hip-hop, um, Open Mike Eagle, WFLD32, and then it was a cool band name, it's a band called Spiritual Cramp, and that song title is a Hospital Bombing featuring RXK Nephew. Interesting. But then uh, after that, it was uh, The Joy Formidable with Cut Your Face, another new album that's had a couple tracks we played on the shows here at uh, WGOT. So um, before we switch back to music, we are in between, so it would be a really good time right now uh, to check out what's on the television and in the movie theaters. So uh, come with me and I will tell you. First up, we have a, a docu-series. I like a good docu-series, but uh, it's got a terrible title that I can barely ever remember, so therefore I have it open in a tab on my computer right now so I can uh, make sure I get the title right, and it is called, um, I hope, uh, it's called The Greatest Events of World War II in Color, so they went and colorized a bunch of the, the war footage. And color, in this case, is spelled C-O-L-O-U-R, so I'm guessing it's probably like a probably a British produced series, but it's on Netflix now, long story short. And it's one of the few things that Netflix AI has ever recommended to me that I like, which is really weird because I've never once on Netflix that I can recall have ever watched a war documentary or any movies about war because that's just not like the genre that I'm most interested in, in general. But uh, I decided I would watch this uh, World War II documentary because basically I was on an arc trainer at Planet Fitness and I needed something to watch and I'm glad that I did because it was pretty interesting and you know well put together. Uh, I like how they organized everything which you know leave it to the British I suppose but uh, anyway one of the things I really liked about this docuseries is that it was mostly presented in a linear fashion from beginning to end without like jumping around from different times, different places. Um, so it was really well organized and easy to understand and like absorb the information. Um, even though it does it a little bit because each episode is built around one of the major events in uh, World War II, like Pearl Harbor or the Battle of the Bulge or, you know, Stalingrad, all these different battles. But uh, I've got to think. I was definitely probably the right target demo for this series because, I mean, I know some interesting stuff, like the details that they brought up in the documentary that, you know, the German uh, Nazi soldiers were using meth so they didn't have to sleep and they get blitzkrieg all over the place. I knew stuff like that and I knew who won the war, but um, not a whole lot other than that. So. Uh, there were a lot of interesting things I've learned, and um, this show, um, spoiler alert, 
I guess. Um, but one of the things that I, I had never heard before, for whatever reason, I didn't know that Mussolini had escaped captivity uh, in this mountaintop like prison breakout. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I also did not at all know the fact that D-Day, it turns out, at least according to this documentary series, was a much, much bigger success because basically Hitler did not want to be woken up before 9 a.m. in the morning, which as you go on later in the series, he's being injected with like cocaine and heroin all the time. So yeah, if you're on heroin, you do not want to get up before 9 a.m. or so someone told me, but um, the invasion started at daybreak for D-Day. So the Germans couldn't really do anything about it for hours because they had to actually wait up for uh, Hitler to get out of bed. But uh, a pretty amazing stuff there, right? And then, um, oh, my favorite. The favorite thing I think that I learned um, was this thing uh, called the Ruperts. And I don't know why they call them the Ruperts, but I'm sure there's a story. But uh, they were these, like, these dummies that the Allies would parachute out of the planes in mass numbers uh, to distract the German soldiers into believing that it was an invasion from actual troops. And I mean, there's just all kinds of little stuff in this interesting, like how the uh, the British were able to, you know, mess up the, the radar when they were doing their bombing runs later in the war. Um, cool stuff. I thought it was very, very interesting. Uh, if, I, if I have, like, a criticism or a concern for someone watching it, I don't know if you like if you're a real like history person a real like world war ii person i don't know whether you would like the series as much as i did or whether you would just be a little bit bored so um seen episodes on netflix and it was pretty good enjoyed that now a movie and finally i've been waiting for this one to actually come on uh peacock so i'm paying for peacock now i've been over that so many times on the show about how they forced me to get Peacock to watch the, you know, the um, Tour de France, but that's neither here nor there. Now I'm watching Asteroid City on Peacock. And Asteroid City is uh, Wes Anderson's latest uh, film, and I think by now people know whether they like his quirky art movies or they genuinely dislike them. Uh, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan, so of course, listen to what I have to say about the movie accordingly. I'm upfront about my bias. But uh, anyway, the plot. So Asteroid City is set, 1950s, I think, uh, in a town, small town, where this group uh, of people and military personnel and these really five or six smart kids, they all wind up in the same place because the kids are receiving these different awards for their inventions, which is a really funny part of the movie, by the way. Um, and as that's going on, an alien shows up. And then, pretty much Asteroid City, everything you would expect normally from Wes Anderson is present. Great art design, uh, production, terrific costumes, lots of big-name stars, and just a boatload of weird, odd characters marching through the movie. Jason Schwar uh Jason, Sh I was about to say Bateman, not Jason Bateman, uh, Jason Schwartzman, he's the main star, and he was also, uh, go back in time, star of the great Wes Anderson movie Rushmore way back in 1998, and the thing that makes 
a lot of people like the movie is also the same exact thing that makes other people really not like the movie, which is this. Asteroid City is very open-ended, and there are a lot of unanswered questions left at the end. Uh, the meaning and purpose uh, of Asteroid City is widely open for debate, which some people that watch movies find really appealing, like I do, and others hate that type of a movie. So, um, but no matter what, like every Wes Anderson movie that you've ever watched, Asteroid City, at least for me, is a bit like sauntering through a beautiful museum of art like in Amsterdam. And of course, uh, for Wes, all the details, all these little teeny tiny details that they put into the movie, um, it's just amazing. And Wes Anderson has to be like obsessive compulsive in his order because here he is in this movie, he's like matching the specific color of the desk to whatever costume the person uh, sitting in the desk is wearing and it's just done perfectly. And really the only movies you compare uh, Asteroid City against would be other Wes Anderson movies due to like their beauty and uniqueness and uh, I would say Asteroid City is up in the upper echelon of Wes Anderson movies, not quite on the same level as a Royal Tenenbaums or Moonrise Kingdom, but close enough. So uh, there you go, check that on Pe out on Peacock. I've given them enough free advertising for the day. So uh, new music coming up. We got Andrew Hung with Soldier on uh, Living with Kramla. Memories rise up like returning games. 
to change the world But I can't even change myself Now let's make several claps with a little pause. Okay? One, two, three.
over to the next uh, great DJ but before I do so let me catch you up on what you just heard you had Andrew Hong with Soldier and after that it was Deeper with Fame and you heard one from uh, Provoker called uh, Valley Ghoul and there you go you're all caught up to everything you've heard this week on Living with Kramla if you want to catch up with old episodes of this uh, radio show slash podcast you can do so by going to Kramla Radio Shows, and also um, you can support WGOT by donating online through the WGOT Facebook page. But uh, it's time for me to hand the keys over to the next DJ. But before I do so, we've always got one closing track uh, to leave you with here on Living with Kramla. And this week I saved one from the uh, Asteroid City movie that I reviewed earlier. Uh, you have Chaz McDeffitt Skiffle Group uh, with Nancy Whiskey on a... Uh, Vocal duties there, that was a mouthful, and it's called Freight Train, and I want to thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Freight Train, Freight Train, going so fast. Freight Train, Freight Train, going so fast. I don't know what train he's on, won't you tell me where he's gone? What he's done against the law Got no future, got no hope Just nothing but the road Freight train, freight train Going so fast Freight train, freight train Going so fast I don't know what train he's on Won't you tell me where he's gone He lost his reason, lost his life He killed his friend in mortal strife He must keep moving like the rolling skies Just wait until he dies Ooh. Mm-hmm.
Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. I don't know what train he's on. Won't you tell me where he's gone? Just bury him, please. Way down the end of Old Chestnut Street. Poplars at his head and feet, and tell them he's gone to sleep. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. I don't know what train he's on. Won't you tell me where he's gone?